1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. There's no such thing as supply chain issues at the movies. Lots of seats available at Marcus Theaters. So enjoy a night out with your family and friends. Visit MarcusTheaters.com for a full list of movies and showtimes. Reserve your seat online or on their app before heading to the movies. You know, on Sunday Night Football, they got Carrie Underwood singing, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. We should write a song, been waiting all week for Gary Graff. Yeah. Friday morning. Yeah. When the answer's no, all. the weekend is nigh. Yeah. Answers all those music questions. And he's in Cleveland today. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? How's Cleveland? I, it rocks. Cleveland rocks. <laughs> you know you know that. Now we're here for the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, which is tomorrow night, Saturday. And it'll be filmed and broadcast on HBO November 20th. Uh, things kicked up. Well, things have been going on here all week, but I guess the the big kickoff was last night. The Foo Fighters, who were being inducted, played at the House of Blues. So they went from tens of thousands at the Shaking Knees Festival over the weekend to a couple thousand, maybe, last night at the House of Blues. And, you know, just a very celebratory kind of night. All the, all the families were there, um, associates from throughout the Foo Fighters' career. Uh, Dave Grohl pointed out the, the guy who co-produced the very first Foo Fighters album with him. Uh, all their management were there. You know, lots of radio people, rock hall people. Uh, r- really, kind of, kind of a fun night in that regard. I wound up sitting next to Steve Fossen, who's the original bass player from Heart. Uh, he's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, of course. And I guess once you're in, you're in the club and you get invited to, to all the festivities. But it was a nice moment. I'm sitting there with he and his wife, and Barracuda came over the pre-show um, PA tape. It was kind of fun to watch them as they realized that you know that was that was him playing over over the PA while we were sitting chatting. <laughs> did he uh, roll his eyes or did he smile? Like uh, they smiled. Oh no, they smiled. They had they apparently have a heart. They don't want to call it a tribute band, but they have a band called My Heart. Uh, she's the singer and he plays. And Michael DeRozier, who's the original drummer, is also in that band. And they they play out of Seattle. So you're there till when Sunday? Through Sunday. Through Sunday. Through Sunday. Like, like I said, the big the big shows on Saturday night, and that'll be you know Foo Fighters, Go Go's uh, are getting in. We've got Tina Turner, uh, Carol King, Jay Z, uh, Todd Rundgren, who's going to be a no show. He's playing a show down the, uh, the you know down the road in Cincinnati. He's not a big fan of the Rock Hall, so he felt it would be hypocritical for him to come and take part. Craftworks getting in. Uh, we've got early influences, Charlie Patton and Gil Scott Heron. And then the Musical Excellence slash Sidemen Awards are going to uh, Billy Preston, Randy Rhodes, and LL Cool J. I, I, I stopped trying to figure out how you get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or what the criteria is and just listen to the list and go, hmm, okay. It's their yeah. hall. They can put in whoever they want. Uh, and I try not. I try not to get upset. No, there's always listen. There's always going to be arguments about it. Arguments about who should be in, who who isn't in yet. I mean, you know, Jay Z, great artist. In my mind, not at all a rock and roll artist. So, all right, here's the question: but his, What what would you say his genre is? Oh, he would be he would be rap. You could possibly put him in a pop music hall of fame, but he's he's rap and hip hop. I mean, and stone rap and hip-hop, whereas you can make a case for, let's say, the Beastie Boys in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or even Public Enemy. 
you know, and or Run DMC because rock and roll is part of their DNA. It, it really isn't for for a Jay Z or you know some of the other rap artists who are either in or or have been nominated. And there is a hip hop Hall of Fame, right? I think there is. You know, it's not as well established as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know that it has a brick and mortar museum that's part of it, but but I do believe there there is a Hall of Fame for that as well. And there's a pop music Hall of Fame, but that's also, you know, has not been you know, done to the level that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has. Well, there's a country music Hall of Fame. Oh, it's a big, yeah. huge country huge. music Hall of Fame. Gigantic, one, one right. of the best, one of the best, arguably one of the best museums in the country. Yeah, I've been there once. So yeah. I, so I saw they, the they, so I saw the TV that's like they have a t- looks like somebody's living room as you're walking by you know it's uh-huh. TV couch chairs all that stuff and on the TV is the Glenn Campbell show and right. it's, and it's Merle Haggard with Glenn Campbell and he's doing all these impersonations of other country singers like Johnny Cash and Buck Owens and whoever and it's really it's actually really funny because it's Merle. <laughs> being funny and i don't know how many times merle was really funny he probably in his private life was a lot but on stage he seemed kind of angst-ridden they were pretty serious yeah yeah gary you know a lot about the music business and the way the music business works here's a question for you why would you announce the breakup of your band i don't know a week before your next album is released and then also throw in that mix they say they still have music to put out Abba. It's inter- interesting, isn't it? Right, Abba. So they have their first album in uh, a gazillion years. It's coming out on no- November 5th. It's called Voyage. And they did a couple interviews, or they did an interview this week in England where, you know, the two guys, Benny and Bjorn, came out and said, this is it. We are we are done being Abba after this, even though they also said they recorded more mu- new music than is going to be heard on the Voyage album. So... I don't know. You know, it's basically their way of saying don't expect anything, anything else out of us. You know that this is their closure because when they oh, did, when I they didn't did expect stop- anything more out of Abba ten, <laughs> twenty years ago. Right, I, right, I didn't yeah. expect to hear from them. Yeah, now so they're telling so. you, they're telling you not to get spoiled. Okay, uh, but they, you know, their ba- their basic thing is, you know, when they did stop working as Abba in 1982, they never really announced, they never said that this is a breakup, this is it, they just stopped working together. So this is closure. You got an album on November 5th, maybe we'll get some more new material at some point down the road, and then next May they're doing these weird semi-virtual hybrid concerts in London where it'll be a live band on stage, but Abba, the Abba members will be virtual. Virtual or holograms? They're they are they're it's virtual is my understanding and they shot a bunch of stuff you know they they shot stuff and what they're going to do is combine the movements of the current ABBA with the images of the vintage ABBA so they'll move like they move here in 2021 but it'll they'll look like they did back in 1979. I almost want to go see what exactly is going to be there that I'm sitting in my seat watching just it because left, it, it sounds very strange. Let, let's get the company jet to, and go to England. Well, you know, uh, you can see it every week on that Avatar show that uh, that that's one. They advertised it during the game last night, the, the mass Singer-like. Uh, oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Not, yeah, this is not, that is not 
that is not in any way close to, but to that's even. The, that's the same technology, isn't it? Similar, similar technology. I think the ABBA technology is a little more upgrade. It's a little more Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. Uh, okay. You know, anything anything Andy Serkis does kind of technology. How, right. how long ago did Rico Kasich pass away? Was that a year now? No, no. That's been, um, has to be at least three years. And the last thing we all heard about that was September he left- 2019. Okay, yeah, the last the last thing we heard was, and he had left nothing to Paulina Portskova, his his ex wife, who had been taking care of him, right? Right, right. This is true. He nixed her from the will. He not only didn't leave anything to her, he rewrote the will as she was taking care of him in his dying days. Uh, to get so her, now, yeah, yeah. So now you know, news comes that she has reached a settlement with the estate. They haven't said for how much, except that she she has said she's happy with the settlement. Uh, you know, when he passed away, there are all these reports, or the estate contended he was worth $5 million, which she said is a, is a bunch of horse, you know what. Uh, you know, knowing, knowing him, you know, and knowing about his life in those intimate details. Uh, they, You know, they were actually even living separately in the same house. Mm-hmm. When he passed away, so she they, she she feels like she's been made at least close enough to hold to be happy. That is just uh, a continuingly bizarre story. I thought he was yeah. weird when he was alive, and even yep. in death, I I still think he's a weird dude. Well, he, that, that certainly was a weird thing to have happened, but you know, it, it looks like it worked out. So good for everybody involved. I thought we had covered this last week, but maybe we just talked about it. Paul McCartney's not doing any more autographs, right? Right. Yeah. No, we didn't talk about it last week, but he told Reader's Digest that he's, you know, he stopped doing autographs. And it sounds like even photos. He says, you know, in his line, it always struck me as strange. Here, can I write your name down on the back of this uh, bill receipt, please? You know, and he's like, why? We both know who I am. And he said the same thing about selfies. As he says, you've got a ropey, he called it a ropey photo with a poor backdrop and me looking a, a bit miserable. He said, let's chat, let's mm. exchange stories. So if you run into Paul McCartney, he has just committed to giving you a few minutes of his time. I would take that. I would sure. take, absolutely. The autograph sure. and the selfies are to verify that you actually, when you go back to your friends and said, I talked to Paul McCartney. Yeah, I know. It is a special memory. That's the thing. It is a special memory, and you like to have it preserved. Now, I know you have a different um, dynamic when you're around these guys. You're there in a professional and manner. You don't ask for autographs, do you? Very, very rarely. The most I've done is occasionally if somebody's written a book. And I don't know why that feels like, you know, just such a good keepsake. And they also are almost more invested in a book than a record in a way. And so they're happy to sign the book, and it's not as we, you know, it doesn't feel as wonky or you know weird to me to say, "Hey, will you sign my CD or album?" Oh, book signing is very civilized. Yeah, right. you know, people yeah, who I buy people who buy books have brains, Gary. Right. That's you yeah. know, smart people buy books, right? Yeah, there's just something different about it that makes it more, I don't know, you know, a little more, a little less inappropriate to ask for an autograph in that in that kind of circumstance. Well, if you have a book, too, it shows that you're more prepared. You didn't run into them at the uh, auto parts parking lot, and you have a receipt in your hand. Hey, Paul, can you sign this? As he's loading his new alternator into his truck or trunk, good point. whichever. Yeah, good point. Unless they write a, a big asshole book like you know the uh, one of the Go Go's wrote a uh, you know did this big photo book and yeah you know, I just didn't feel like hauling it to Cleveland. Yeah, 
Well, what else we uh, got this morning? What's up? We got, we... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was yeah. going to say, we got to talk about Brittany, and, you know, she, it's kind of a quiet week for her. Uh, semi-quiet. I mean, she did pop off a couple times. She's still going She's still going hard at the family, kind of drawing the line. Um, you know, she put something on Instagram saying, this message is in my family for hurting me deeper than you'll ever know. And she talks about how she uh, basically, you know, jumped through hoops to try to see people and arrange lunch dates and picnics and then have them canceled 10 minutes before it was supposed to happen. And she writes that I'm only five foot four and I've played the bigger person my entire life. Do you know how hard that is? I, I'll um, say this about Brittany. If my family had kept me in a cage for the last 20 years, I'd be popping off weekly about him, too. Well, sure. Sure. I'm not saying that she's not entitled to this, but this is what she's doing. Uh, Mark, November 12th, by the way, that's the next big date. That's when she's in court. And, you know, that's when the judge will hear the motion to end the conservatorship. What's going on? We should have done this when we talked about the Foo Fighters, but what's going on with Dave Grohl and the album cover from Nirvana and all that stuff these days? Yeah, so you know, they, you know, as you know, the uh, the kid who was pictured on the Nirvana on the Nevermind album cover as a baby, Spencer Eldon, has been suing Nirvana, wanting them to eliminate that image, you know. And then so it's been going back and forth. But uh, Grohl did an, an interview during the week where he he had originally said he had ideas of how they could alter the Nevermind cover. And it's still apparently an ongoing discussion. But he but he told Vulture that, first of all, he's trying not to speak very much about the lawsuit because he's not involved in it on a day to day. But he did. You know, he did. He did talk about. So they asked him, well, what would you think about Spencer, this guy recreating the photo as an adult? And uh, Grohl's comment was, listen, he's got a Nevermind tattoo. I don't. <laughs> which was a good little, which is a good little slap at him. So there is, there is a Nevermind 30th anniversary edition uh, coming out, uh, you know, in November, on November, I think it's November 12th or 19th. And everybody's waiting to see if they do indeed change the cover because that's something that they requested in the lawsuit. What is COVID ruined this week? Uh, what, what, what was our COVID? Well, first of all, Ed Sheeran put out a message. He tested positive for COVID, and he has a new album out just today. So he's doing he's doing his planned promotional appearances virtually, some performances, some TV appearances. The question is, will he be? recovered enough to appear on Saturday Night Live next week on November 6th. Yeah, he's quarantining now, so everybody's waiting to hear. But, the, you know, the album is out. Uh, Gwen Stefani just started her new Las Vegas res residency and revealed that she had COVID early in the process, you know, back when they first canceled these dates. And then Roger Daltrey, from the who was all gung-ho to go ahead with a uk solo tour COVID or no COVID this fall well guess what it's now been postponed to the spring of 2022 because of you know COVID and COVID restrictions and just the continuing danger of the virus okay all right um, what's the plan not, not for huge... uh for all the the COVID uh stuff in cleveland at the rock and roll hall of fame what are they doing it's, there well, they you know they do have you know, different protocols in different places. The Rock Hall Museum has their own protocols. Uh, last night at the Foo Fighters, the House of Blues had their COVID protocols. You know, you had to be vaxxed or negative test at the at the venue itself. It's going to be the same thing. I know in the in the media world, we're we're being held a little tighter than we used to. For instance, I used to be able to. 
to hop between the the venue, you know, the show, the ballroom, or this year it's in an arena, so the press box, into the press room for interviews. That's not the case uh, this year. You are in you are in one or the other, and no hopping between the folks who are in the press room who are going to be in proximity of backstage and the artists. They're going to get a rapid test. Oh, really? You know, before before they enter. So so yeah, there are. There are definitely protocols. I don't think they've limited ticket sales, uh, though. I think you know every every seat that's available is is available for sale. All right, and finally, uh, listener mail, Kevin from Brookfield. First of all, quickly on this one, what's the biggest snub at the hall this year? Rock the and roll. The biggest snub at the hall this year, maybe Devo. Okay. You know, especially since they were doing it in Cleveland, and so you know they're from, they're from Ohio, so. Maybe Iron Maiden, I think a lot of folks feel as a snub to New York Dolls and Rage Against the Machine have been on the list for a while. So, you know, they're they're getting used to being snubbed. But, yeah, you know, I'd say Devo and Iron Maiden. And he wants to know about the Brian Wilson documentary, Long Promised, Long Promised Road. Have yeah, you seen I'm, it? I'm, I have not seen it yet. They, they just put the trailer out uh, this week, and they're saying, you know, we will get we will be able to see screeners of it fairly soon, you know, before it opens. I believe that's on November 19th, too. But, yeah, this is this is an authorized one, and uh, people are excited about it. There, there have been some good Brian Wilson documentaries. There's, of course, a great biopic, too. But, uh, you know, it's always the guy's had such a fascinating life and continues to be fascinating as a performer in as bad a shape as he kind of is. But he's putting out a new album this year. It's just him playing piano versions of... You know, some of his biggest hits, Beach Boys and Solo. All right. We're out of time, Uh, Gary. All right. Imagine that. And it must be showtime in Cleveland by now, right? We're we're getting there. All right. We're getting getting there. It is rock and roll. So, you know, it's it's time (laughs) in the morning. You're you're not, you know, only only the few and the proud are up and around. (laughs) Operates on its own time. All right. Thanks, Gary. Have a great weekend. Have a great time at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thanks. We'll tell you all about it next week. All right. Gary Graff, our music expert.